podcast of Womankind Collective with me, Lou Hawkins-Thompson and me, Jinty Sheeran. We will talk all things woman, so get the kettle on and settle in for a chat and probably a lot of laughter along the way. We begin the new year and the new series with the familiar topic of midlife and menopause. We hear an amazing story of transformation from one woman who describes her midlife revelation, revolution and reinvention. Mm. In the book collective, we discuss up to page 78 of our brand new book, The Female Lead, Volume 2 by Edwina Dunn. And this month's foodie collective theme, it had to be, of course, Veganuary. (laughs) Um, Now, I've been vegan for quite a few years, so we will be cooking up some easy vegan recipes this month for anyone who is new to plant-based food and giving you some tips for meat or cheese alternatives along the way. I have a New Year's WI for Lou this week, which you've already begun, haven't you, Lou? I have. And finally, are New Year's resolutions inspiring or are they just another stick to beat ourselves with? We will be discussing this and finding um, all about what you think of them. Um, So how's your week been and how's your Christmas been, Lou? Do you know what? Christmas was actually really good. Um, had the girls home nearly didn't because of covid Mm. um but thankfully boris cut everything down to seven days so that was all good and it was just family time spent christmas day with mum and dad first time in two years so it felt it was really gentle really nice and easy felt really blessed actually i I think you really appreciate yeah the the simple things about christmas when we've had such awful couple of years i think so i think so i know Yours must have been a really funny one for you this year. It was very odd. I knew it was going to be odd without my dad, um, but I'd come to terms with that. And everyone was coming around to my mum's because my mum's not been well. Um, All my my nieces and their children. So it's going to be a big, big old do. Um, And of course, my mum, bless her, had an infection and ended up in hospital again all over Christmas. So Christmas was spent um, a lot of it. It seems to probably wasn't a lot, but it seems to be a lot of it in hospital. but of course, that left me with a huge buffet and no, <laughs> nowhere to go. Um, so it was a bit sad in some ways. But, um, you know, on the plus side, I had bloody loads of double cream. I, You know your potato order last year where you oh, over... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, similar thing happened to me with substitutes online with a double cream. But my dad absolutely loved cream. Oh, mine does. It's a Devon thing, a must Denbys. be. A Devon Bays thing. They clotted cream, double cream, whipped yeah. cream, brandy cream, any cream. On you bread. Can Just put clotted cream on, slap it on bread S- like butter. Yeah, even the spoon. My dad would have clotted cream by the spoonful on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, spoon of it in his tea. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> God. Oh, anyway, they love cream. So I ordered loads of cream because not everybody's vegan like me and this whole load of people coming. So I thought loads of cream for four massive things of double cream to go on Yule logs, Christmas, our <laughs> vegan Christmas pudding, all that kind of style. And um, they ran out of clotted cream. So instead of the no. two, yes, I know. And in Devon too, instead oh, of the right. clotted cream, the Devon clotted cream I ordered, they sent another two double creams so I ended up with six (laughs) bloody great double creams and no one coming apart from six there were six of us but obviously 
I'm vegan though, but I had my little elm, elmly yeah. dairy free. Um, so yeah, John's been having it in his coffees. He's been I having bet he's been loving cream. life. I bet he can't wait for that bloody double cream to finish, <laughs> can he? Last year I ended up with 12 tins of roses. I thought I'd ordered two, but I must have slipped an accidental <laughs> one in front of it. Oh God. So yes, so that was so it it yeah, Christmas came and went and it was it was okay. It you know, it was nice to have all the kids and everything home. Um, did you have any food mishaps? Well, the only cock-ups? well, the only the big food cock up for me was the Christmas pudding. You know, we did we missed her up Sunday. Yes, sod it Sunday, sod it Sunday, and um, yes, yeah, so, and I ended up making two Christmas puddings. Luckily, fortuitously, um, because I misread it and didn't have the right size bowl, and took one to my sisters on Christmas Day to have put loads of water and to steam it in not in enough pan. apparently not enough well I think the <laughs> hob was a little hot and uh yes I put loads of water and asked my brother-in-law how you turn the hob down and he was like oh you know it's fine it will turn itself down and anyway carried on eating Christmas lunch lovely Christmas lunch and probably had a few drinky poos yes I'd had mm. a few we'd all had a few drinky poos and my mum sat there and went oh she could smell burning and um not only had I boiled it dry, <laughs> the Pyrex dish had smashed at the bottom. The pan was absolutely black, but the whole induction hob had um, cracked. Oh, my God. Happy Merry fucking Christmas. Yes. yes. Chin, chin to chin, that. Chin. Insurance the, job. Yeah, but oh, the one we had yeah. the next day that I cooked on my gas hob. Yes. I love a bit of gas so easy. Yeah didn't boil dry and um was really delicious so I'm definitely making that again this I year I will be making mine my vegan one was absolutely brilliant yeah I Moist. We, we did me and my husband nearly divorced over the flambe affair I did <laughs> I tried to flambe and um of course I read up all about it heat the brandy or vodka whatever you're using and and then pour it over or you can light it in the pan mm. and pour it over but I think i First one, I burnt off all the alcohol, so nothing, nothing flambéed at all. The second one, it just went. Everyone went, yay! Oh, it just kind of and went oh. out. Yeah, and to my husband shouting at me that I, well, I won't tell you the words he said, but he called me all sorts of things because I was getting With it the wrong. words. Yes, the words. I won't. I can't repeat oh, them on our you know podcast. What? Christmas isn't Christmas without a Christmas bit of shouting and East End really Yeah. It's really not, you know, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Mince pie and a punch up. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good slogan for it Christmas. Is, isn't it? Mince pie and a punch up. Um, so sales bargains, Lou. Did you get any sales bargains? I did. I did. Well, well, tell me. Tell, tell me all. I, I, I've, got, I've got a little, little top. And I I didn't get the dungarees that I wanted. Yes, because when Lou and I went to see the Human League, She's got you the saw on. a rather lovely uh, pair of dungarees in a certain shop in Cardiff. And you put it, you came home and put it on your in, wish bag, didn't you? In my basket. Yeah. An Oliver bonus. To, to I'm going to mention sales. it because you never know. They might want to give us a little, you, you know. You never know. You never know. Obviously, big listeners. Yeah. Oliver bonus to us. You were going to plan to get it in your sale. In the sale. In the sale. And um, so it was in my basket, in my basket. And the sale started. They didn't go in the basket. So I was like, or they didn't go in the sale. So I took them out of the basket. And... Um, Literally within 24 hours, they went in the sale and sold out. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. Well, and you said it wasn't meant to be. But I have in front of me the most beautiful top that Ginty bought in the sale. And the colour is and just... Hear it. Yeah. 
The colour's just not me. It, I love the top, but the colour I'm, I'm really, takes all the colour out of my does face. It really? But that's not on you. No. But no. I don't know if it'll fit me, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to have some big squeezy in underwear, I yeah. think, to keep my boobwars under control. Definitely. But, yeah, I think um, that's gonna look rather nice. It is, it's beautiful. Yeah, lovely. Cannot wait to try I cannot cannot wait to try it on. Beautiful. And I Thank must you. tell you about my Christmas present that I bought for my so generally there's always a few Christmas present cock-ups, aren't there? That you yeah. get, you know, sometimes you re-gift somebody a present that yes. maybe it's what they gave you last year or and something. And that is a, that's a that's oh, a big no no. No, that it? is a big you won't be getting your present back though. The Lou got me a beautiful I didn't one. Get got you. Me. She made me. It's made. made with love and sweat and tears. And nearly a divorce. And on nearly the a divorce. Because um, she got her husband to measure the tassels, and he got a bit carried away and getting shorter and shorter. I believe. Yeah, instead of eighteen inches, they were eighteen centimeters. <laughs> it was only when I was crocheting them on that, and I put it over the table just to cut them all straight, and I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't right, my dear. What's Doesn't going look right on at all, did it? So yeah, no, it was a crocheted." Blanket. And it's beautiful. So you, you, I won't be regifting that no. next year. I should be keeping that. But I did get my my son, my eldest son is into comics. And he'd written a list of comics that he wanted, which I, I was so chuffed because some of them are really difficult to get hold of. Really, really impressed with myself. I managed to get most of them. Um, and one of them, The Silver Surfer, has got the most beautiful graphics mm. on the front. And I was wrapping it up and I said to I said to my husband, oh, look at the graphics on this. Isn't it beautiful? And um, so he took it. He said, oh yeah it's lovely really nice is it meant to be in German <laughs> I hadn't even noticed the graphics were lovely um but yeah we might have German in the family but none of yeah. us none of us can speak German and I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be a lot more stories out there of um presents and sales oh, and Christmas yes. stories so we'd love to hear them wouldn't and we? re-gifting yeah. yes please let us know da the dangers of re-gifting had some lovely comments since we've been off as well um over the past few weeks and thank you for all the many christmas yeah. and new year's wishes it was so lovely really lovely lovely thank to you. be thought of yeah but first we're going to go all the way back to our christmas party episode we are and neil told us that he loved it and he could listen to dr katie monroe talk about any old shit <laughs> as she has such a great air about She's her i'm sure she'd be very pleased with that voice, yes, she has Another regular listener, Eleanor, said, awesome final podcast of the year, lovelies. Looking forward to more Amaze Balls podcasts in the new year. Oh, and lovely Nick message us, messaged us, you've made me laugh, kept me sane, and I've learned loads this year following you in, in my journeys into work. Thank you for being the little rays of sunshine and beacons of hope. Looking forward to 2022 Devon Maids. Oh, mm. and the gorgeous Alison from Pete's Dragon, who was a guest, wasn't she? She was told us that she got our new book collective book for her birthday and is reading along with us up to page 78 this week. Oh, fantastic. Well done. Good. Well done, Ali. Um, now, Lou, I read that 14 days is how long it will take many people to give up their New Year's resolutions, um, although some won't even make it to the second Friday of 2022 or Quitter's yeah, Day, as it's that. become known. Um, so... Is it worth, we asked, didn't we? Is it worth making them? Are we unrealistic in our goals? Do you ever 
or have you ever made any resolutions, Lou? I used to make quite a lot of resolutions. Yeah, and put so much pressure on myself. But I've got to tell you the story um, of my friend, Annie. Annie, our friend Annie. Annie, that's the uh, Annie, Christmas party. Annie, this Christmas Annie. party. Okay. Annie, I know she won't mind me saying it, but every year I knew her through school, through our children being at school together. And every year she used to come into the playground. I've made my resolutions. I'm not going to gossip this year. <laughs> every <laughs> single year. And literally within 24 hours, she'd come over. Oh my God. Oh my God. I've got to tell you, quick, come over here. <laughs> So it didn't it last. never worked, but every year and every year I waited for her not gossip uh, resolution. But to be fair, I used to make resolutions. I used to think new year, new me, but it's a load of bollocks. And I've it I've is. not put the stress on myself this year. We have me and my husband have made a New Year's resolution, which we've actually just broken last <laughs> night. And that was to a, a simple one. That was to try and eat our meals at the dining room table. Right. Because we get into the bad habit of we're watching a film, especially at the weekend. Yeah. Or when he's not working, watch a film and we'll just take our dinner in front of the film and carry on eating and drinking and chatting in front of the TV. Yeah. 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 And I said, we've got a lovely dining room table in the same room, you know. Yeah. So we were going to do that. Um, and last night we were watching a film, one of the diehards. <laughs> and um, I've made my um, cauliflower and chickpea and spinach vegan curry. And we were sat there eating it. So we're halfway through. I went, oh my God, we're not at the table. <laughs> So, so it was just a case that you forgot. Completely it wasn't the, forgot, yeah, fell into just bad habit. ways. Well, that's allowed. That's allowed. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't any, any pressure or any habit no. or anything. How about you with, with New Year's <laughs> No, I, I don't make them. As, as you said, I, I, used, I used to. But yeah, I don't make them. I've got nothing against them as such. But um, we've got lots of nice comments, haven't we, from yes. different people. So first of all, let's start. Oh, we've got one from Annie, actually. Oh, yeah, she's Annie, changed her she, way. Yeah, she has she's, changed her way. She's gone from, she's not even bothering to stop gossiping anymore. <laughs> so she, Annie says, why wait until the new year to change things? Exactly. Why wait? And that, that is a truth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And on a similar theme, uh, Katie, Kate Duffy, sorry, aka Menno Maeve, on Instagram commented who's coming on in a few weeks she sorry is, yes she is. I don't see the point in waiting until New Year's if you're going to start something just get on with it it's like starting a diet on a Monday what's wrong with starting it that second yeah, you know, very, very true. Very true. Lovely Natalie, my cousin actually, uh, told us that she loves New Year's resolutions. I look at them as a way to make small changes to improve your life. I think the key is to break down bigger goals into smaller ones and to not beat yourself up if you don't succeed straight away. Give yourself a whole year, not just true. January. That's a good idea. She adds, this year I am resolving to start journaling and to learn front cross loving your podcast happy new year yeah see they're realistic girls they are realistic girls yeah yeah. and nikki tells us that it's good to have little goals to inspire and motivate you but not to put pressure on you my new year will start from a place of self-love Oh, lovely. And Farah on Instagram says, I make realistic resolutions. This year, my resolution is to try my best to prioritize sleep. Oh, see, that's That's a a good one. And I think, again, realistic. She's not saying I'm going to do this in a specific way. I'm just going to prioritize something, a bit like you prioritizing where you sit. Talking of, of sleep, 
I um, purchased, well, I didn't actually purchase, uh, I got free when I bought some makeup, like a, an eye mask. It's quite scary because it's got an eye, it's an eye mask with big eyes and eyelashes. Very nice. <laughs> so if you put it on, it looks that's scary to me, but it's scary to other people. And um, I started using it a while ago because um, John likes to read when he comes to yes, bed. And yes, it, I've been does. slowly getting more and more fucking angry because <laughs> I come to bed early because I get up really early mm -hmm. to practice my yoga. And just all oh, lovely, all just getting off to sleep. He comes in, turns bloody lights on. So I thought, oh, I've got that free eye mask there. I'll pop that on. Oh, my God, game changer. Really? Yes. I mean, I sleep well, as you know. You do. I'm in awe of your sleep. Oh, but this was really pissing me off. And when then you can't get to sleep because you're angry. Yeah. yeah and you're blood, tossing and turning. The blood's angrily, pumping. The blood's pump, angrily shaking the duvet as, you, yeah. as you're turning over, making a few huffs and puffs. Yeah. And, um, oh, my God, I put this on. He nearly jumped out of his skin when he put the light on for his book because I was <laughs> laying there with these big eyelashes, <laughs> eye mask on. And... Not only does it black everything out, it's a real comfort around my head. I feel it's like a, like a little cocoon. A little cuddle. Yes. Oh. So I did purchase, that reminds me, in the sales, I read about one. It's a proper blackout, mm. really, really soft, and it's Velcro. This other one I was using was a bone, and my hair kept getting caught in it, and I thought, I'm losing enough hair. Don't yes, need to lose no, any more. Not in your bow. Not in my bow. And so I've got, so anyone that's struggling either to sleep or needs a bit of blackout, I completely oh, yeah, recommend that. might be the way forward that. then. Anyway, Lou, I've gone off on a tangent there. So let's get, we've got, we've got another couple more messages. We have. We? So yeah. lovely Marcel, who's uh, the Marcel Nutrition, has some wise words for us. I don't believe New Year's resolutions are healthy and leave us setting ourselves up to fail. I don't encourage my clients to make them. Far more powerful to reflect on what has been working well in your life, what's not going so well, and working out what you actually want. What's stopping you? What do you want more of and less of in your life? And how can you make that happen? Setting realistic, achievable goals can be at, set at any time of the year. And I'm sorry I've, I've bimbled through that. But you there was got a lot, through it. A lot of questions, you but got I think, through it. I think they're very valid questions I, as well, Marcel. They are very valid valid questions. Valid, valid questions and you I don't think you breathed the whole way through that I didn't, you did I very well thank you <laughs> and um today's guest who we will be speaking to very soon Elizabeth Joseph says that she doesn't make any ever oh well there, so you, end there you go that's, that's the end of that that's, conversation that's, that's Elizabeth but yeah I don't blame you book collective on a new book Lou we are. Mm. Have you been getting on? Fabulous. The Female Lead, We Rise by Lifting Others, Volume 2 by Edwina Dunn. It is a heavy hef book. Hefty <laughs> coffee table book, I would say. I started reading it and I find it absolutely awe-inspiring. All the women that we've read about so far have come from humble beginnings and they've become absolutely extraordinary figures in society and role models, not just for girls, for boys, but for just people. They have, and, and all for completely different reasons. Some of them set out to do something. Some of them have had it thrust upon them from yes. no choice of, of their own. Um, but it's it's really good. And I like I like it because 
you can just pick it up and, and read one woman's story and then you might have five minutes, mightn't you? Yeah. It's just an easy book but they're to all read. Diver- a diverse group of women. Be- but very diverse. Fabulous so far. Loving it. Are, are there any that specifically stand out to you, Lou? I think one of my favourites so far in the first part, I've, I've written down, I mean, I, I love them all. Um, I loved Julia Gillard. Now, I didn't really know much about Julia no, I Gillard. Didn't yeah. Um, I knew about the misogyny speech because I'd listened to that, but I hadn't, I don't know, I hadn't put the two together. So she was the 27th Prime Minister of, of Australia, first woman Prime Minister as well. Yeah. Um, she was born in England. She was mm. born in the UK. Uh, she, she was in Wales. Wales. Yeah. UK, UK, yeah, not England. I know. I know. <laughs> just over the border. Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I thought, she, and she was pretty damn amazing. She was, yeah. Yeah, she is. she is. I mean, that misogyny speech, I didn't, I had heard of it, but I'd never actually watched it. And I've just watched it now before, before we started recording. Oh my God, I had goosebumps. If I you know. haven't seen it, it's only 15 minutes. In fact, you probably don't even have to watch all of that. Um, it is absolutely inspiring. She, oh, watch it. That's all yeah. I can say. It's goosebumps. And what I really love about this book is, I know we do our, like our three tips in this book, they've asked for an object, haven't they? Yes. From, from a life, your your life that's really important. And Jodie Whittaker, aka Doctor Who, presently, um, was her nephew's pajamas. Yeah. Oh, and she and in and they do a little description, and obviously her, her nephew has passed, and she said, "Whatever is happening in life, there is a fragility and honour in being alive." Mm. Oh, that got me yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. How about you? What stuck out for you? I, I, the the ones that stuck out. There's, I've got notes on on all of all them. Of Me them. too. Because they're all were amazing. I'm just cutting it yes. down a bit, but they were amazing. They, they are. But the ones that stuck out for me were, were the ones um, that had things thrust upon them. So like the Katie Piper, yes. that was you know had the acid um, burn on her face, um, and the and Chelsea Hill. I mean, a lot of these, some of these women I'd heard of, um, like Jodie Whittaker, Katie. Kate, Kate Piper or Katie Piper, Katie. and uh, but some of them, most of them, I'd never, I hadn't heard of. Um, Chelsea Hill, um, she broke her back when she was a passenger in a drunk driving incident, um, but she's gone on to create this amazing. Um, she was going to be a dancer. That's right. And so she really wanted to dance. She could never walk again, um, but she still wanted to dance. She just wanted to feel that kind of rhythm and that movement. And so she's created this uh, big this dance group in America, and inspired lots of others, you know, to sort of get together. But I just wanted to read because a lot of the time it's so easy to blame other things yeah. and, and what happened to her. And this is what, what she says about what, what happened to her. She says, for a long time, I played the moment when my friends slowed down the car at the stop sign and asked if I wanted to get out. That split second decision completely altered my life. I had to forgive myself for making it and to take responsibility for getting in the car, knowing the driver was intoxicated. I didn't know how much he'd drunk. It could have just been a sip, but no matter what the amount, it's never right. I needed to be able to own what I did and not blame someone else. So she could have got out. If she'd have got out. Her life, it's, it's, it's like sliding doors. Your life takes like a doors. different trajectory, doesn't it? But how easy to blame that moment and to keep going back to that moment yeah. and to blame the driver. And she's, she's forgiven him and forgiven herself. Yeah. And that is so important. It's such a huge thing. So, yeah, they they stood out. Um, 
I also there's one very similar, but it was um, Lucy Edwards. I, I I loved her. She she went blind when she was seventeen. Yes, that's and right. She had to learn everything. Um, she was doing her A levels. She's now a radio presenter on Radio One. Yeah. She's completely, you know, yeah. carried on with her life and probably pushed herself a little bit more than she would have done normally. She, I thought she, that was, she, she was amazing. amazing. She said story. a similar thing, didn't she? Yeah. That she she fought against it for yes. so long. Why can't I? They and, and and held out for a cure. You know, one day they might be able to cure me. Yeah. And then she just thought, you know what? It's I, acceptance, isn't it? It is acceptance, acceptance in the way. And this is the person what, she is. What can I do rather than what? can't I yeah. do yeah and it really makes you appreciate oh, you know completely I think it's it's such and if you've got some Christmas money this is definitely the book oh yeah isn't it? it is because it's an it's for a, a forever book yeah if you oh, ever if you're ever I, feeling a bit low and you want a little bit of inspiration these you know. women are all even like the simple ones like the Vanessa um Exureb, I'm sorry, I probably said your name wrong, Vanessa. She's the chief me- membership officer of Soho House in Brixton. She came from, sorry, came from Brixton. So she was a Saturday girl and just working on reception. She's now head of all of the um, reservations and bookings worldwide for Fantastic. Soho House. So even the ones coming from the humblest beginnings yeah. and the stories and everything they, they bring to the table, the Syrian refugee... She's the first Syrian oh, she refugee was pilot. Amazing. Yeah, in the yeah, UK. Yeah. I'm trying to find sat, sat at Heathrow Airport, say when they landed, saying, I want to fly one of those planes. Yeah. And she has. Yeah. And this lady, and I'm not really going to mess up your name. Oh, Sonia, Sonia Gajajara. Yeah. Um, from Brazil. Yes. Um, and her sort of quote here is the fight for Mother Earth is the mother of all fights. Oh. And she's um, what that woman has achieved is, oh. is absolutely amazing. And her object, this um, this maraca that they used to sing and they celebrate and they dance and festivals and rich rituals. For me, it's a symbol of our fight, of our resistance, of our life of celebrations. Because if you do not have a voice, you can't scream and you can't be heard. Oh. And that is kind of says it you all know, doesn't it says it all yeah it really does so we go so that's so far and i mean there's so much more we could talk we could talk for days about this book we will we'll probably talk about it afterwards we Lou. probably will so our next read and i'm just swiftly turning pages because i wrote had it all but i've been looking at i think it's one two eight page one two eight we're going <clears> up to yeah so we're going to read um Anne marie emma fiden I'm going to say, yeah, yes. that's perfect. And yeah. up to Nadia Murad on page one to eight. Brilliant. That's, that's number two. That's for next week. So yeah. look forward to it. Hope you enjoy. So we have a lovely guest on this week, Lou, and we're going to speak to her any moment now. And we're kind of this week because it's the first one in the new series, the first one of the year. And we obviously talk a lot about menopause, perimenopause, midlife, all these things mm-hmm. that a lot of our listeners um, have learnt from and enjoy. So we thought she, we, she'd be the perfect person to um, be on the first episode, didn't we? Yeah. So, so let's get her on. Elizabeth Joseph. Okay, so we are joined here today by Elizabeth Joseph. Uh, Elizabeth is a woman who has gone from invisible housewife plagued by perimenopause to a social media guinea pig. 
She has tried out a range of products and approaches from womb massage. I can't wait to hear about that. To to fart pants, which (laughs) I've read about. Elizabeth has a column in a local magazine and has written a book. She says that her hope is by speaking up about this potential shitstorm in our lives with honesty and humour, no other woman need ever stumble into perimenopause, clueless, lost or alone. That is right up our street, Lou, isn't it? it? That's what we are all about. So welcome, Elizabeth. Hello, thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you in the flesh. (laughs) Sort of in the flesh. flesh, yeah. There's, there's quite a bit more flesh, I've just realised this morning, having <laughs> yeah, my stuff, but never mind. <laughs> I tried to get my jeans on, <laughs> So, Elizabeth, can you, we just want to, I don't know where you want to start, but we just want to hear your story. So you would, you would just, uh, you know, stay at home mum, and then you kind of stumbled, stumbled into perimenopause and, and tell us whatever you want to tell us from there. Okay. Um, Well, I think I was in perimenopause for quite a long time, for about two years, I would say, before I had any idea what on earth was going on. So it was bonkers periods that made me finally realise, ah, hold on a second. This is is some kind of change. Um, And, you know, alerted me to to the fact that I was heading towards menopause, but I had no idea that menopause is literally one day, you know, so you've 12 consecutive months, no period, you know, and then, you know, menopause, then you're post-menopausal. And I genuinely, genuinely never heard of perimenopause before. And while I was suffering an array of delightful symptoms from, you know, bizarre aching joints to my absolute favourite, epic wind to (laughs) really quite epic wind to to mood swings but the biggest one being that feel that feeling of futility of waking up with that feeling of impending doom and I just couldn't understand it but I'd had within that two-year period is what we affectionately my husband and I refer to as the the ball thwacking shipping lane years where everything that could go wrong was going wrong so I lost my job my husband lost his job my mother got breast cancer a close friend uh, died suddenly and I just put it all down to the fact that I probably led you know a fairly blessed stress-free life up until that point and it was just kind of you know give me um and I just it wasn't until the periods changed that I was like oh hold on a minute and my big thing is that, as my, my husband said to me recently, he said, until I met your son, I had never met anybody who was less able to put up with levels of discomfort. <laughs> because the pair of us, he's obviously inherited it. We can't, <laughs> I cannot bear any kind, any level of discomfort. You know, so my, my daughter and my husband will walk along with a bit of grit in their wellies. We, me and my son have to stop and empty our, I can't bear it. So that was the reason that I had to find ways to navigate it. Um, I also am not prepared to put up and shut up and suffer in silence. But what made me want to start talking about it was, to be honest, I was motivated by rage. Yeah. And 
that's that's the name of the column that I have in the in the local magazine is women of a certain rage. And, and this is where it gets you have to be really careful, because, of course, your audience are women and the audience for my book, if I ever get it published, sorry, when I get it published <laughs> are women. But I'm furious that no woman said to me, yeah, by the way. If you start aching and farting and crying for no particularly good reason around your 40s, not always, there's a reason. Yeah. And I feel I feel that I've had advice on all areas of my life, whether they've been wanted or unwanted by women, yeah. you know especially um during pregnancy and having children and you know at the school gates and you know quite a lot of stuff I had a a, a school mum 10 years my junior who uh begged to be allowed to give me a makeover <laughs> so oh, these are, my word. These are and she, but, but genuinely meant nicely yeah came, it came from a good place yeah. genuinely and I mean, my husband had to tell me to stop going on about it after about a week. I can't believe she said that. I can't believe she said that. But what I mean is nobody was holding back necessarily. So I couldn't understand how I'd stumbled in. And when you start researching, you start realising the large number of women who have no clue and who the, the, the impact is extremely serious yeah. who have you know I think, I think all of all of us I don't yeah. know I know um I know GPs you know pe people that have that know about menopause that have stumbled they didn't even realize they yeah. themselves were going through yes. menopause. you know yeah. and, and I think you're so right I, I was talking the other day and we were saying when when I was pregnant people women other women particularly don't think anything about coming over and oh how long what's this I'm telling you all about their labor yeah. and how it is and Absolutely. what's going to happen same with adolescence you know all about that you're yes yes thing, aren't you yeah so yeah. You don't expect menopause because you expect you'd, somebody would have told you. But that's about the great it. taboo, isn't it? And that—that's what's happening now. That's what we're talking about. I mean, that's the conversations to be had and to be open about, not just to talk in a closed circle with, but to be out and shouting about it and be rageful about it. I think yeah. rage, isn't it, Elizabeth? That brings on change, isn't it? It's anger yeah. and rage. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem to be. It does seem to be born of that. Yeah, very, very much so. And I. Once I did find out, I kind of tried to bring it into conversation and I tried to sort of be open about it, you know, in real life. And it was just a deafening wall of silence. You know, I was embarrassing people. And to be honest, I'd already somewhat retreated from the company of women anyway. I mean, that's a much longer story, but, you know, I'd step back a bit. So I didn't necessarily have a, a group of friends that were now going to tell me what was going on. Um, so I still don't really know why I did this. I really don't know why I did this. I thought, I'm going to write a guidebook. I'm going to write a hugely impersonal guidebook. So like um, just a very small thing you'd find on the counter, you know, in, in, in your local bookshop, like a guide to a city. You don't care who's written it. it. It doesn't matter. You want to know the places to go so you can try them out and see what you think of it. And that's what I wanted it to be. Not, not in no way <laughs> personality driven, in no way about the person writing it, not important. Just 
you know, there are certain things, for example, like fart pants that you can wear that have a carbon filter, you know, and I would literally, it had humor in it, it had to have humor in it because I was talking about fart pants, but it was very, very straightforward guidebook. And my kids said, go on Instagram um, and build up an audience. I thought, you know, maybe I'll self-publish. I don't know, maybe I'll try and get a publisher. So at the beginning of last year, so I've only been on Instagram for a year, I went on, but everything was impersonal. So I didn't have my photo on. I never put myself on there at all. And it was just, you know, here are some things to try. And then it kind of snowballed a little bit from there to me standing in the back alley of our house in period pants. <laughs> next to my husband's motorbike and it just it and it's yeah. completely completely changed now to really kind of being about me and my experience um and the book is no longer a guidebook it's become a guidebook and also you know hate that word but my journey yeah you know na navigating towards it but what also came out and someone was saying to me the other day it's like building the plane as you're flying the plane as I was doing all of this I was having this you know again slightly cliched midlife awakening midlife reinvention from from this person that I had really retreated you know I was in the house really seeking to become invisible to inviting myself to take part in a you know period pant advertising campaign you know, standing next to all these beautiful women in, in my period pants. Um, and just that's what the book's become about as well. Yeah. That it is a time, as you said, born of rage, where you can go from completely doubting yourself to completely stepping into your power. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what's happened as I've, as I've gone along, really. Not as easily or simply as that, for sure. No, there's some bumps no. along the way, but there's something yeah. like a little bit um, about that, that um, a little bit of an anonymity that's you, your face is out there, but it's not people that you've stood at the school gates with necessarily, yeah. or, you know, there's something about that little step further yeah. back, isn't it, that, that I think enables you to give you the confidence to speak about um, all these things. Those photos yeah. were amazing, by the way. Yeah, Those, they were. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't period pants amazing? I mean, I wish I'd discovered they'd been around for years. I had, but I had no idea. And that was the thing oh. with all of this. Like, I've actively, actively enjoyed seeking stuff out. Yeah. And I, I did. I had no idea they existed. And that, you know, now for my daughter, I'm like, oh wow, there, there's a, a different way. How yeah. fantastic! Yeah. But I was. You know, I would try out something, say, for example, hypnotherapy that that could help you with um, hot flushes and night sweats. And then I'd be desperate to get them again so I could try it, try it out. So it's rather than this thing just happening to me and being powerless. It was like when I read about um, gargling with Tabasco sauce and water for a burnt tongue. So you put four drops of Tabasco in like a teaspoon of water and you just slosh it around your mouth, spit it out. And that helps with burning tongue, which is a symptom of perimenopause. Which and so I've when I, well, I haven't tried that one. So, yeah, how I, did you get on? Yeah, I will tag you in the post. Um, it, it really works. So I, I'd had it way back. 
thought I'd burnt my mouth. Now anything that happens to me, I put it into a Google search, burning mouth and perimenopause, you know, anything you put in. Um, and then I was absolutely desperate to get it again so I could see if the Tabasco <laughs> were. So it's like, yes, come on. Which I think is a nice way just to turn it all on its head. Yeah. A bit. It's a real positivity, real positive. So out of all the things you've tried, you've, you've tried loads, haven't you? What yeah. I mean, yeah. let, let's go, let's start with the funniest. What's been the funniest one that you've tried, Elizabeth? I think definitely it has to be the fart pants. Um, and and year, years ago, my sister had sent me the link as a joke. It's a company called Shreddies, um, which is named after the slang for underpants used in the British Army, apparently. Oh, okay. You march up and down so much, you shred your underpants. Oh, wow. And so this company are called Shreddies. And I thought, I'm going to research these things. <laughs> and they're, they're absolutely, I mean, I've got a story in, in the book. Oh, my God, about my epic wind and this awful situation where I'm sitting at the, at the school gates in the car and a mum knocks on the window to come and have a chat with me and I've been in there for 20 minutes with the windows closed reading a book <laughs> was it full of gas yeah <laughs> yeah it was absolutely mortifying she got in and she was chatting, chatting to me and after a few minutes she went have you got that stomach bug that's going around <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sprouts for lunch yeah <laughs> absolutely awful so I'm trying I'm trying these fart pants and it's got these instructions about how you have to sit in an upright position and ease your wind out slowly <laughs> in, in order for them to work but I've tried all sorts of my poor lung-suffering husband all sorts of stuff so you know kind of uh, fart pajamas do you think you get the pajamas with the carbon lining so that your 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 farts get filtered through this carbon lining and so I, there's me lying in bed blowing off trying to stick his head under the duvet so he can see if they actually work or that's <laughs> this one he's with he's yeah. without <laughs> that's true love yeah, that totally totally but yeah the, that's probably been the funniest I think I tried mouth taping which I didn't get on with very well where you put a bit of micropore Tape. Yeah, we, we, that, we, we, we did a we did an episode all about breathing, about nose, well, about breathing yeah. generally, but it was all about nose breathing. And so the, the, we, she was talking about the mouth taping being for, um, well, being for your well-being at night mm -hmm. mainly, but also helps with, can help with snoring and sleep apnea and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Did you, was it to help you sleep or or was it? Um, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. It was all linked, linked to sleep. And the lady who suggested it said that it, and I still don't understand how it stopped you needing to get get up and go for a wee in the night. But yeah, yeah I didn't get weird links. Yeah, there's some weird links with breath, and uh, breath is obviously linked to you know our life force. It is our life force. It's linked to everything, isn't it? So uh, yeah, I don't quite know how that would link to the bladder, but no. you know, it would. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if you get a sound asleep, a deeper sleep, you don't. You, you yeah, don't, yeah, because you're concentrating too much on your <clears throat> tape on your mouth. You don't think about going for a wee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would be me going. Oh my god, what if I suffocate? What if I catastrophize? What Okay. How did? But you didn't get on with that. You didn't. No, not at all. And I think I think that's the thing as well. Because remember when I very first started doing this, and I did a live, and and I was I was terrified. I was so nervous, and I felt so uncomfortable. And this woman, you know, you can type away and ask questions. And this woman just wrote, "If I'd only ever tried natural approaches, I wouldn't still be here." 
Mm-hmm. And I thought, my Jesus, that's so powerful. And I totally agree. And what I need to get across is my only reason for doing all of this, well, not my only reason, but my main reason is so that people talk about it. Yes. So for not for not for a second am I saying you should, must only use a natural approach or you must try these things. Even if someone just read my book and said that what a load of daft things to try, they're at least talking about the perimenopause. They're at least it's opening up the discussion. So, you know, it's good fun for me. I feel like I'm taking control in some way and I have to laugh at it or else I'll go bonkers. Oh, completely. So all of it is, you know, I think at one point I put in the book, you know, even if you try the, these things and they work for you or you don't try them or you do try them and they don't work for you. Yeah. The most important thing is that we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and Definitely. it's good because it, I never heard of a lot of these things. And, it, and yeah. it's, what, what, yeah. well, there's so many things out there, aren't there? And there's so many women out there that have got all sorts of different symptoms and one person might say you've only got to look on our instagram feeds what works for one woman thinks is absolutely brilliant another woman just doesn't get on with at all so it's great to have all all those options isn't it yeah totally i was reading in your um i think it was your latest article in your um in the magazine that you write for that you've been you've been trying to kind of re refine your joy um, yeah. and that joy joy is a great word isn't yeah. it because there's happiness there's Such contentment but joy is that kind of real childlike yes not a care in the world kind of feeling yeah. isn't it and you tried you you really went for it then did, there didn't you I mean I was in awe of you with the theatre oh I, god I just, <laughs> so <laughs> So tell us, tell us about that. It's amazing. Uh, terrible. Well, I had way, 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 way back when. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an actress and I went to drama school um, and I cottoned on pretty quickly that, you know, I wasn't going to be successful once I left drama school. But in my 30s, I kind of rediscovered it and joined this amazing, you know, amateur dramatic society and did quite a lot of stuff. And then I thought, I'm right, right. I'm going to give it a go. I'm, you know, I was, I was hiding in the house. I mean, I really was hiding in the house. Um, and it's, it was quite alarming, my inability to, to learn lines. You know, I didn't take direction well. I took it as criticism, you know, <laughs> absolutely. And I was, I was really rude and grumpy. I remember like snapping at the lady who was, who was the prompt because we were supposed to have learned this song and I hadn't learned it properly. And she tutted at me. And I, <laughs> I, 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 get, I got all, don't you talk to me. This woman was in her seventies. She volunteered, <laughs> volunteered to prompt, and I mean, I was like, I was really quite unpleasant. But I think again, that kind of ties into trying all these different things. If it doesn't work for you, that's fine. But don't give up. Yeah, you know, don't give up. And then I then tried tennis, which was I can remember if I put that in the article or not. That was horrendous. I spent the whole time sort of apologising and collecting my balls from the car park. You know, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Again, being very British. Sorry. Awful. And then cry, and like I literally cried all the way home. But I think it's just a case of just keep trying stuff. Just keep trying stuff. I did. Um, which is this actually for the next article. I went to this place called Dance City, which is which is local to us that has all these amazing dance classes and a whole load for over 55s, right? You don't have to be over 55, but that's the, that's the age. And I joined the hang aerial class, which was all trapeze work and 
climbing up silks and hanging upside down. And there were women in their 60s doing headstands. Like I literally put my phone in my handbag and stood up and thought I was gonna pass out. That's how like completely, you know, <laughs> like dizzy and vertigo-y I get. And this, the teacher managed to haul me up onto the trapeze to have my picture taken. And I got up there, I'm gonna go now. I got up there and I stood up there and I just burst into tears. Big, snotty, ugly crying because I felt, I can't even describe it, I felt like a child. Like oh you said, God. I felt just free. Yeah. yeah. It's because um, doing did, something did we... purely for the fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when do we ever feel it? truly free? Yeah, and I don't think you think about it. It's the responsibility yeah. and the, and it can become kind of quite crushing. Yeah. Um, and this, yeah, the same as climbing up and um, go ape on the, the high wires and stuff. I was terrified. I mean, I was absolutely terrified. And I was fearless as a kid, yeah. completely fearless as a kid. And I loved climbing. I was terrified climbing up myself. My kids were ahead of me. I was terrified they were going to hurt themselves. And this crushing feeling of responsibility and feeling like an old biddy. Yeah. I hate that feeling. I hate that lack of energy. So it's just <laughs> trying to fight back. I feel quite I much. Had same, yeah. I had the same, interestingly, with, with I, I've never had a fear of heights in my life. Yeah, I did the same. So similar to you, we we were in Australia a few years ago, and there was a like a bit like Go Eight, but it was over. You did it all over the zoo, so oh, you, wow. you had ropes and everything on, and it was brilliant. And I was doing it with my son, and he got up there, and he was about I think 16, 17 at the time, and um, he got up there, was doing it all. I got up on the very first one, which is only about three foot off the ground. I was there like that, and I shouted down to my husband, "Get the man!" get the man <laughs> I've got to come down and I, I I did get round but only with my son oh, my well son Stephen, oh. was absolutely brilliant but I had no idea I had a yeah. suddenly yeah. had a fear of heights where you think that where did that yeah. come from that it, was, it's, it's irrational though as well isn't it you know those thoughts and those feelings that we have yeah totally irrational. when you know especially when you're up high and you know that you're tied on and you've, yeah. you've got you know you've got those other but things I but I think it is hormonal changes as well. There's the stuff I keep learning about. So I just decided that, you know, the reason I kept walking into the kitchen table was that I have, a, you know, an unrealistic idea of how wide I am. You know, actually, you know, I've got body dysmorphia the other way. I like, think I'm much slimmer than I actually am. But but apparently... Bruised from, from door frame. Yes, oh, yes the yeah. same. Yeah. But apparently yeah. our depth perception changes. And, yeah. you know, it's all linked to estrogen and our spatial awareness. The same way as um, a lot of women find themselves becoming terrified of driving. Yes. in later life we're not just becoming timid little old ladies this really is because of hormonal changes but the great thing is because I'm not an expert I don't have to you know give any scientific you know <laughs> rigor behind anything that I'm uh, saying no, so apparently can... this and apparently that yeah exactly we can just say what we've read yeah, <laughs> yeah. Read what's, worked, yeah. what's worked for somebody we know do it the Elizabeth way <laughs> yeah so what, what I did read, so what's the womb massage? I mean, obviously, is it, is it what it sounds like it is? Yes, it's really, it really is just that. That one was kind of, so that was a guided, that was via Zoom. That was ages ago, like lying down on the floor and like, you know, being being guided to... Oh, to you did it yourself. So. Yes, yeah. So the lady, she kind of talked me through it. And the weirdest thing is that 
my body seems to be really accommodating because the day that I did that, I had horrendous period pains <laughs> and they went like they genuinely, genuinely went. But a lot of this is, <laughs> I have a lot of fun doing it, but I do, I do struggle sometimes. So the lady I did it with was absolutely lovely. And, but she, she said to me, I need to start talking to her. I needed to talk to my womb and thank her for everything. And I just, I had to pretend I had the coughs for having a coughing fix. I got the giggles. Yeah. And I've had that with an awful lot of stuff that has just made me giggle. But I think I, I approach everything with huge amounts of skepticism and, and possibly slightly immaturely. But then I usually do feel quite the benefit. Yeah. However, arguably, all of it is because it's just self-care. Yeah. Yes, and also, Elizabeth, it comes all the way back to what you said about the, at the beginning um, about you and your son not liking any discomfort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her, her asking you to talk to your womb made you feel very uncomfortable because it's not the sort of thing you've probably done before. And so that discomfort comes out as yeah. fun or laughing or, or what, whatever. It's just that horrible, uncomfortable sort of feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What about turmeric? What's the term? Was the turmeric? I've just written down turmeric. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. So that was just, um, again, I think that was the article because it sounded good. It was Tabasco tapping, taping, and turmeric. So turmeric is the idea is that it um, reduces inflammation. So yeah. the whole joint pain and this, this and the other. That was one of the ones that I sort of tried for a bit, didn't see much difference and moved on. Because it is quite difficult mm. to know is it actually. Yeah helping but there were lots of people who, who um take turmeric shots yeah um you know at, at the beginning of the day and and do feel a difference in terms of aches and pains and yeah uh, i sort of feel that, with turmeric it can't do you any harm can it i sometimes exactly. do a, i did a ginger the Ooh, ginger yeah, and apple nice, i do a, <clears throat> excuse me ginger and apple juice um and a, and half a teaspoon of turmeric and some black pepper shot and yes yeah I can't say I I can't say I kind of all my inflammation went but um it can't do any harm can it and the ginger yeah. is a nice kind of zingy wakes you up gives yeah. you a bit of energy um <clears throat> I've got the coughs now um, <laughs> I'm sat next to you there's nothing else yes yes <laughs> we'll be lateral flowing later on um, and tapping so I've heard of tapping this is hmm. kind of in certain meridians isn't yes. it yes yeah and there's, there are all sorts of things that you can do so again that was a oh, via zoom and then we did a live on it there's a live on on my page and again my body was was very accommodating before we did the live I got a huge headache um and it, again it was gone but yeah. I mean I was going to cancel the live because I felt so horrendous but the idea is that you can do it, it it's to to help with kind of trapped energy type thing so it can be you know for mood swings apparently one lady says that she she taps for for success she taps to to bring in more clients or or you know for financial success but it's whatever you're saying to yourself you know as you're as you're you're talking to yourself as you're pressing these dis different points you're letting go of any kind of negative negative energy I think you have to be careful though because I've been a bit kind of gung-ho on all of it and if someone's approached me, I've gone, oh yeah, that'd make a great post. I'm going to do that. And, and recently I did um, rapid transformational <clears throat> therapy, which was really quite something where you get hypnotized and taken back to different parts of your childhood mm -hmm. to realize why you have these limiting beliefs or, you know, you, it's whatever you want to, to conquer or if it's a fear of driving or to be more, you know, confident at work, it can be whatever it, 
you want. And I didn't think about it too deeply. I'm like, oh, off we go, you know, back to my childhood. And then kind of went, oh my God. And had, you know, quite the revelation. And then the lady does this 20 minute uh, hypnotherapy, you know, little chat thing to you that you listen to every day for 30 days. And I just did it. I didn't think too much about it. And then I had this humongous seismic wobble and ended up screeching at various family members down the telephone <laughs> because all this stuff had been released. Yeah, yeah. All that and I got had been tucked back in here. Yeah. Massively. And so that was actually hugely beneficial. And lots of people said to me, it's quite good because I get to post about it and I get all this advice. Look, it's a time, you know, perimenopause is a time where you know we go down to the basement and go through all that baggage and decide what we want to keep what we want to take for but it's messy and it's difficult and it's scary mm. but I think you know you just have to have things in place and support around you you bet I'm quite as bonkers as I am I just go yes I'll try that what a great idea you know and then and then really struggle yeah um but I do like the idea that we don't just go into this you know massive cocoon and come out as a butterfly you know there's quite a lot of work to be done in there sounds a bit cliche but you know what I mean it is it's a whole journey isn't it because it's, it's life-changing it really yeah. is from the woman I was um prior to the woman I am now because I'm post I'm completely different yeah. yeah yeah I'm still I'm in the messy the messy caterpillar stage at the moment I think yeah it's it's as you say it's a lot about self-care and we we had a, a little chat on Instagram didn't we about I think and you were going through a stage of um, you knew what you had to do, what you're supposed to do, and you knew that meditation helped you. You knew that moving helped you. You knew uh, that walks would help you, but you just couldn't do mm -hmm. it. You feel like you've gone into this bucket almost, don't you? That you just, I know what I've got to do. Okay, but will yeah. someone tell me how I do it? And this, this is the problem, isn't it? It's yeah, very much so. You know, I think, and as as we as I sort of said on on your post, I I wonder sometimes the opposite to self-care is self-harm and it's almost like there's this we've we've got we feel bad we feel shameful we feel guilty so yeah. we to kind of do ourselves some harm and the harm is not doing all the things we, we know make us feel better yeah, absolutely we're our own enemy we're the cure but we're also the yeah, <laughs> the yeah massively yeah yeah and, um and at the bottom of it all you've got these hormones that I'm I'm like you Elizabeth I'm lose lose nice and kind of well not quite calm really no <laughs> I, think, I think that's our sugar intake it's our sugar intake sending her up and down but yeah I'm I'm kind of still perry and it is it is a and you, do you find sometimes you kind of think you found your little place your little oh, place you think, oh I think I'm yeah I'm doing all right suddenly bolt out of the blue you're either like you say in a bucket or yeah, hugely. Actually, yeah. talking to you now, making me realise that that is missing from from my book. That I may need to add that in. That you you can get to that point. We're like, yes, come on, yeah. completely. You look, oh yes, and all this stuff I've done, and then out of nowhere, you just feel, yeah, absolutely awful. I think it does very much come in waves. It does. But but, but more than anything, it's just knowing that. Again, I've got a line in my book that says, you know, knowing I was in perimenopause didn't change anything, but it changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> because, I, okay, right, it's this thing. Okay, it's not me. I'm not falling apart. I don't need to be stronger. I mean, I get lots of women DMing me because now I know as much as I do, I forget. 
how ignorant I was of it all I just felt it was happening to me and I had this lady just saying to me you know I just need I just need to have a word with myself I just need to tell myself off I'm just giving in to myself I'm like, no you're not no, no you're yeah. not you know look after yourself don't tell yourself off when you're feeling this bad don't tell yourself I've always been this and I've never been this and but it's very easy to do I think and that's what we do we do that as women though don't we I mean that that's that's I think it's just putting not too much pressure on yourself yeah so hard because there's so there is so much pressure on us as well so it's a little bit of a double-edged sword but uh yeah, yeah, and as you definitely. said, we are that sandwich generation, aren't yeah. we? So we yeah. kind of just muddle through. We have to kind of, and no one else is going to do it. I think no. partly our own fault, we've just kind of pushed on through. And you look around you and everybody else is in the family seems to have taken a step back and left you at the yeah. front. Yeah. And they're going, okay, I'll do, I'll do this one then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Elizabeth, where can people find you? Because <clears throat> I know where to find you. Yes. We know where to yeah, find you. Do. But where where can people find you to, to find out more? Yeah, so just on Instagram, everyone keeps telling me you must join this, you must join that. I'm like, no, I've got to stay in my lane. I can only just about cope with Instagram. So I'm at Elizabeth Joseph Navigating. Um and in terms of the the articles I thought you know unless you lived in the northeast you couldn't access my articles until I googled myself how shameful is that I guess oh, I love googling <laughs> myself yeah brilliant so I, if you put Elizabeth Joseph um, perimenopause in all my articles you know not the most recent ones but um you know the articles from the past come up so there's there's quite a lot of stuff on there and when I get a publisher, I will make a lot of noise about it. Yes, good. That would be great. And we'll have you back on when you yes, please. Let's talk about your book. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, we could have it. Book, we could have our book collective. Yeah, you'd be our book, book collective. Yeah, yeah that would that would be with something. And that's that thing. It's so hard to remember when I am in the midst of it, and I'm having one of those down slumps at the moment, hugely. But like, for, at the age of forty nine, I discovered that I can write. And that I, not only can I, I love it. It makes me feel serene, you know, to that, that sense of achievement. I've got, I've got the willies at the moment because I'm proofreading it, and I'm oh, there's red pen everywhere, and I'm like, who do I think I am? Imposter syndrome. But ultimately, the rage of not being told about this, you know, perimenopause is going to turn out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. Because you know, I was quite content before. Don't get me wrong, but it's really kind of give me a kick up the bum to. To, to write a book I've written a book yeah that's amazing, <laughs> it is amazing. It is. that is truly it is. amazing it is. and is writing something that you find you can do even when you're uh, quite low is it one of the things that you you can't yeah which yeah. is is it yeah it's quite yeah. something um yeah and it, and it even even going through so I've, I've read I've pre-read it so many times and I'm still finding like I've written five year old instead of five year old. you know there are little mistakes everywhere but still with that frustration I'm still feel chilled Brilliant. in that space when I'm reading it it just yeah it feels really really nice and I never never would have bothered no. I hadn't you know I wasn't I didn't feel angry enough about anything didn't feel passionate yes. enough yeah oh well we can't thank you enough Elizabeth you've been thank absolutely you. wonderful so wonderful. anyway we should say um bye-bye and we shall catch you um on uh, Instagram very soon Good. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much for Thank joining you. us. Bye. 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 
So our foodie collective and now our foodie and our WI, our weekly invitation are linked this week, Lou, aren't they? As my WI to Lou for the month of January is to try Veganuary. It is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, which is our foodie theme. Um, so we have a lovely, easy vegan recipe for you to try. Um, but first of all, um, you, so you accepted said invitation, Lou, didn't you? I did. I did. So um, how's it going so far? So I um, went food shopping yesterday, which was on the 2nd of January, because obviously we record this um, mm. a few days before it comes out. Um, I, I, I was vegan on the first, that was easy cause it was a roast dinner and I just had the veg yeah. and, and, uh, vegetable gravy. So I was happy with all that. Missed me pudding though, must mm. admit, but never mind. Um, food shopping yesterday was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Looking at Three all the ingredients. Three <laughs> hours and two food shops. So I started off, we've got, lovely, we've got an M&S. In uh, locally to us, and I know MS do a great plant based yes. range because I obviously my daughter's vegan, so when she comes home, I go in there and get her some nice bits. So I picked up like we already had some spread because she was with us at Christmas, so we, we already had a few bits in that was left over. Um, so went shopping, Jesus Christ. I um, but I actually I found some bits that didn't have vegan, they didn't say vegan on them, we call them accidentally vegan. Oh, really? Yeah, there's quite they a lot. They call them vegetarian. Yeah, there's quite a lot. And what usually what that means is they're in a factory. that So they made in a factory where there might be cheese or milk products. Well, I'm hoping there might be a bit in there. So you <laughs> might get a little bit. But, so they're not allowed to be called vegan, even though there's okay. no meat or veg stuff in them. But totally. it's a bit like, um, a bit like they've got to put on um, things that might make, contain like, peanuts. Like when you buy cashew nuts and they yes. contain nuts. Yeah. Okay, so I went food so I started off in an M&S, got a quite, and they do the yellow stickers in M&S. I love the yellow stickers. Oh, we the love a yellow shops. sticker. That's yeah. sale shopping. Because they're quite expensive, some of the plant-based, like the, the food and everything. So yeah. I got some out-of-date veg, um, yellow stickers, got extra veg, and I got some yellow stickered They're vegan. Food. <laughs> some vegan veg. Vegan veg. <laughs> so I thought I was doing well. And then I picked up some pretzels. Yes. They were lush. So I picked Lovely. those up. Because the giant pretzels. You've got to be careful. Pretzels, most pretzels are, but don't go for the sour cream. No, 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 sour no. These were just the salted ones. Yeah. I, I, I got that. Good. So went, did a nice shop in there, came back um, and thought I haven't got enough. So I had to go. We've got a Tesco's. We've got we're very limited for choice. So I thought I'm going to go to Tesco's. They're bound to have a lovely vegan section. Bollocks, the one in Exmouth, awful. Um, I got some vegan Alpro yogurt because I do love a yogurt in the morning with some fruit and yeah. some granola so I, I got I got one of those crumpets crumpets who knew yeah I love crumpets um so I've got crumpets and obviously my marmite I are we gonna go through marmite. your whole shopping list yeah here we, <laughs> we are. could be here a while. I, I, I love food you know I love food so I've just I, I really did struggle because I was picking up everything I was picking up my favorite food yes and then checking yeah and chocolate biscuits i am going to go through a bit more chocolate <laughs> biscuits i love it you know i'm a snacker yeah vegans obviously are not meant to snack no. are you we're not allowed to snack no, no. i think it's against the vegan law well it i is. am i am turning that law and i'm snacking yeah i like a snack so i found you do you do find as time goes on you find the, yeah the snacky tesco's things. own 
chocolate digestive dark chocolate biscuits. Well, that's I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. And yeah. also the um, fruity, fruity shortbread. No, not shortbread. It's fruit. The fruity little biscuits. Anyway, okay. Oreos. Oh, I know most Oreos, Oreos yeah. are. Um, yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not huge biscuit person anyway but yeah the chocolate digestive sound nice mm, but there mm. you go so I've, I've i'm happier now i've got snacks because mm. i am a snacker and you're calling the caterpillars are already yes vegan they, aren't they god, yeah there is a god yeah know. good so but i tell you what i did buy gents and i don't buy? know what to what the tofu what the fuck do i do with tofu yes okay so i knew i had to have it because i'm vegan because all vegans have tofu in their fridge <laughs> But I don't know what to do with it. Well, I really don't. Some some people, some vegans don't have tofu okay. because they you can have an allergy or you can't, you know, have an allergy or you can um, become allergic to it. Not many, but it can give you a bit of a tummy upset. Oh, right. I love it at a weekend then when but, I don't go to work. Yeah. But tofu is really good in, in <clears> menopause <throat> because it's we've spoken about it before. It's full of uh, phytoestrogens. Mm-hmm. So it's very good uh, in menopause thing is with tofu it doesn't taste really of anything so it doesn't look like anything no. to be fair gents you you're better off depending on what you're making but you're better off um if you're cooking um a savory dish you're better off with the firm make sure you get firm tofu um you can also get flavored ones now i buy a nice smoked tofu it's got a bit more flavor to it the best way i find to cook tofu i make a lovely sweet and sour sauce with crispy tofu and you chop it up into little kind of one centimeter two centimeter squares Mm -hmm. you coat it all in salt and pepper and corn flour loads of corn flour coat it all high heat virgin olive oil fry it in your virgin olive oil virgin olive oil is you know nice and healthy um and takes about 10-15 minutes and it the texture is lovely it's all soft in the inside but really really crispy on the outside another way to cook tofu is to um, stew it in things because tofu hasn't got a lot of flavor itself but it takes on a lot of flavor absorbs it does absorb so if you put it in kind of your you know your stewy type things i would crispen it off a little bit first and then sort of bung bung it in there you can also make i don't like i'm not a fan of scrambled tofu but in a vegan breakfast people have scrambled tofu instead of i'm not a fan but people like it they mix turmeric pepper and that with it and it looks a bit like scrambled egg you can use a softer tofu for that. Okay. Well, I'm going to try the tofu then. I will I'll send try. you the recipe of yes. the crispy, sweet, and sour. Any other questions, Lou? That you know, presently might... no. Because I'm on black tea because I can't bear oat milk. And there yeah. is a lovely milk that you can get, isn't there? Called My Cuppa. It's My Cuppa by Alpro. That's my f- personal favourite, and it's it's meant to be just for tea. It's an alternative milk for mm. tea, and I love it. But you can hardly get it anywhere. I don't know what's going on. No. So I've just I've gone for a decaf organic tea and it's not too strong so I'm quite happy to have it black. Yeah, brilliant. So I'm actually decaffeinating myself as well. Well, you were going to give up alcohol as well. I have so far. You have so far. Well done. I think it was your espresso martini that did for me on New Year's. Yeah, on New Year's. (laughs) It's very strong, wasn't it? Very strong. Yes, I rolled down the hill. (laughs) We were leaving Ginty's at ten o'clock. I'm not saying gents, I'm leaving at 10. Yeah. Half 12. Half 12. <laughs> quarter got, to one. Got to quarter to 12. We thought, might as well see the see the new yeah. year in now. Yeah. 
yeah, with, a, with an espresso martini so, so to help far, us sleep. Yeah, it didn't, yeah, it didn't though, did it? No. <laughs> Wide awake with all that limited caffeine. caffeine. So, so far, so good. But I'm good. Gonna, I'm keeping a little daily diary. Oh, good. On, um, just on the old gram. Oh, that's a first, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not writing it down. Oh. <laughs> I've got to have too many other things to do other than that. So I'm just chatting as I go. Yeah, good. Good. Chatting and eating as I go. Yeah, good. So we'll, we'll see. So, how... Well, we'd love to hear if anyone's joining you on your vegan or joining us on our vegan. And if you want to know, if you when the I'm I don't, I'm not an expert, but I'm I have been vegan for a little while, so I've picked up a few little tips um, along the way. So I cooked um, one of the uh, best things I cooked, or the nicest things last week. Uh, we're just going to do easy recipes, aren't we? I mean, yeah. there's masses amounts of um, recipes out there now. Bosch is a good book. Um, there's a good vegan book. Um, but last week I cooked a lovely fake turkey pie alongside, because some of you might be trying it out there with, you might be cooking for both meat eaters and mm -hmm. vegans, which is what I have to do. So if you make a nice turkey pie, um, I've got a lovely recipe, um, for you, which I can't find. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm going to put it on the Instagram. Um, but it's really easy and it's it's just with leeks, carrots, spinach, broccoli or any other veg that you've got. You can put butter beans in there. That's optional. Um, an alternative milk of your choice. Um, apple cider vinegar, virgin olive oil, bit of flour um, and a chicken alternative. So you can either. My personal favorite is the Linda McCartney's No Hoisin Duck. Oh, yeah, I saw that yesterday on my I travels, really like that. On my three hour travels. Yeah. I really like that. It's not thick chunks, but it's really nice in fajitas. Um, or fajitas are brilliant, easy one, mm. easy one to make. Um, some most ready rolled puff pastry is vegan. Again, it's, it's accidentally funny. vegan. Do you know it's funny, isn't it? Because you think you you. When I was looking yesterday, you're looking at all these big names and like for the pastries and yeah. for the biscuits because yeah. that's where I obviously went to. And uh, there, a lot of them are vegan. You think, well, what am I actually paying for? When you are you not paying for the butters, the creams, the 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 high-end yeah. chocolate and everything else that's yeah. in this recipe, no, you know, know, to make that product, and you're not. No, makes which you. It's really interesting. Yeah, it makes you realise, doesn't it? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, have have a look. It doesn't. You don't have to buy the plant-based stuff, do no. you? There's a lot of accidentally uh, vegan stuff. This is really easy to make. You just throw all your veg in. I'll, I'll put it on the Instagram, and it will be on the podcast show notes, so I don't have to go through it all. But that's really good. Um, another little bit of advice. Um, a little tip I've got some tips here actually um let me go through them and read them so I don't forget them um so first bit of advice I would say cook what you know so yeah. with alternatives don't try and massively change everything you eat because it's really unrealistic um so so for instance I mean your digestive system won't cope with it for one thing it's a lot as a you know talking to Elizabeth about wind there'll be a lot of wind if you just change <laughs> everything up if you just go from meat to butter beans or chickpeas yeah. or lentils you you know there will be a lot of wind up your street. So um, change things like, so if you if you have a lot of veg every meal anyway, you just continue to do that. But if you have predominantly meat and potato dish with a side of veg, um, then don't just replace that with a huge side of veg, with a huge thing of vegetables because your tummy will will not like it. Do it, sort of try and do it gradually. Um, and it's much, much better if, so if you maybe make, um, say for instance, a chicken pesto pasto, pasto, chicken pesto pasta, pasta um just replace the chicken with a meat alternative do exactly the same and maybe add in some you know big juicy 
or juicy mushrooms or chunky broccoli, something like that. Um, and, and then as you get used to it, you can become more creative. You, you get, you know, you learn what kind of works mm. and what you can replace it with. So second tip would be to give yourself 10 days or two weeks. Don't to begin with, don't think about it being a whole month. Um, it's easier to stick to. And I've, I think I did it for 10 days. That was my plan. But I f- personally felt so much healthier, so much more mobile. My joints felt better um, after 10 days. That's why I never went back. So give yourself two weeks and then you think, okay, I'm going to, I think I can do this for another two weeks. Um, that might be an easier way of, of doing it. Um, and some people just don't get on with it. You know, it's not for everybody. Um, my third tip is take a B12 supplement. Do you take B12? No. So even just for a month, it might be worth <clears throat> taking it. B12, we only get, you cannot get from any vegan foods you, unless it's supplemented with it like okay. some of the milks and cereals are supplemented with it um b12 is actually you can get it in meat and you can get it in um milk but animals don't produce it it's produced in soil okay so because we wash our veg so well we don't get any of the b12 from from that um so you have to take a supplement what does B12 do? B, B12, if you are lacking in B12, so for me, for instance, if I, I know I'm lacking in B12 and now on retrospectively, I can look back and I was lacking in B12 for years, even when I was eating meat. Because for me, the first thing that goes if I haven't taken my B12 for a while is that my fingers start peeling and my, my ends of my toes, the skin starts oh, peeling. Okay. So that's the first thing. Um, I know a lot of people suffer with um, foot pain if they're low in B12. Um, so it, 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 can, it can affect, B12 affects so many things in the body. So a little B12 supplement, there's nothing wrong with taking it. You're not going to overdo. A lot of people have an injection, B12 an injection. Oh. So that's something that all uh, vegans should be should be taking. Um, and then we'll be giving you some more tips over the we few will. weeks. You'll be telling us what you've noticed, mm. Lou. Uh, and, and I might be doing a special on vegan snacks. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are there are some out there and there's quite a lot of crisps, even like beef crisps and ham crisps. They're I usually know. vegan. I know. And what was it yesterday? I got the lime and coriander and chutney sensations. They're vegan. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's, it's surprising there is there's, there's quite a lot in there definitely so let us let us know please if you want to get involved if you are getting involved in that let us know how you're getting on yeah well what a lovely week what a brilliant week Lou yeah nice to be back in there good to be back good to yeah. be I've got some new equipment so I hope we sound good oh yes we have got new equipment we're struggling a little bit with the technology uh, today mm. but we, we mm. got there in the end Thank you so much for joining us and we hope your tea's not gone cold and that you'll join us next Sunday for The Collective. We would love you to subscribe, favourite and review our podcast. It really helps us spread the word. Please head over to our Instagram page, Womankind Collective or Facebook page to leave comments or DM us with your thoughts or watch us and our guests on our brand new Womankind Collective YouTube YouTube channel. And lastly, you will find all the links and the chat from the podcast on the podcast show notes. Well, happy new year, everybody. And happy 2022. um, Yes. Do you fancy a black tea and um, going looking at our book again, Lou? Yeah, why not? eh? Yeah, yeah. See you next week. Bye. Bye.